today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. There's a fascinating book out that I want to bring to your attention. And uh, we're watching uh, what's going on in Ukraine. We're watching the, the brutal uh, bombings and shellings that uh, the Russians are doing almost on a daily basis there against, you know, civilian targets for the most part. And it's it's frightening. Uh, but it's also very similar to what's happened in recent history. And th- this new book basically uh, talks about ancient history. Well, we're going back to World War II anyway, that, that ancient. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's eerily similar to what we're seeing happening today. And I know that, uh, you know, we, we look at a guy like Vladimir Putin and say, how could, how could somebody like that rise to power? How could they stay in power? How could they wield the influence that they do on a global basis? Well, uh, as this book suggests, uh, this is almost a, a reproduction of, of the way that Joseph Stalin ran uh, the Soviet Union back in the in 1940s. Uh, the author of the book is uh, from Hamilton, as a matter of fact, uh, born and raised here in Hamilton, worked at Stelco, going through university like many people did in this community. Uh, he is uh, KGE Chuck Conkle, and uh, the book is called Who Has Buried the Dead? And uh, Chuck joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Chuck, first of all, uh, thank you so much for the time. A fascinating theory and a fascinating book. Well, what makes it most fascinating, by the way, let me start by saying thank you. But what makes this book most fascinating is that you can flip the pages and find there is a continuum of activity. Uh, the Russian bear has not changed its fur. It is the same animal, and I use that term advisedly, that thinks that, you know, whoever the ruler is, that believes in a pan-Russia, which encompasses a lot of now democratic nations. Um, Who is Buried the Dead is a thriller. It has a secret to it, a secret which you have to read the book and buy the book to read. But the secret I've discovered has trends toward the current time very heavily. And it talks about why Russia is today the way it is, because Stalin and Putin are very similar. I think Stalin was the genesis for Putin, volume two. You've got a, a, a very, very uh, strong history, of course, in, in law enforcement, uh, and not just here, but of course in Europe. You've trained uh, police forces and, and, and police people in, in other countries, including in Poland. Uh, what was what was the motivation to, to do the, the work and the research into this, Chuck, to actually write this book? Well, after, like I trained, as, as you said, I trained the National Police of Poland. I was personal advisor to the Commissioner of Police. I was uh, asked by my allied friends to leave uh, because there was a threat two weeks or three weeks after I left, uh, the commissioner of police was assassinated by the Russian mafia. I've uh, executed search warrants in Moscow. I have had Russian generals in my backyards during the more benign, benign times of the yeltsin uh, Mulroody uh, Treaty, where they were supposed to civilianize. And I've seen different sides of Russia than most people have. And I think if you read Who Is Buried the Dead, and if you look at what Russia is today, you will see um, my motivation is simple. The uh, bear doesn't change spots. <laughs> the tiger never changes. Uh, they are what they are. Uh, there is an innate sense that Russia has a belief that they are uh, they have, they're greater than the sum of their parts. And they want to get those parts back because they've been taken from them in their mind uh, wrongfully. How do you, and I'm always fascinated by by authors and anybody that creates such as, as you have done. This is your third book, of course. Uh, but you've got historical facts. You've done an extensive amount of research into this. How do you weave a story into that at the same time and, and still be true to the historical facts? Well, the trick is you get uh, real-life players in the piece. And I have Stalin, I have Beria, I have Truman, I have Churchill. And then you, you bring larger-than-life characters to sit, play set-piece roles, um, 
fictitious characters that move through this landscape. And so I've got uh, people of all nationalities. The, the, the book takes place on three continents, but more critically is you have to relate to what's happening. You can't relate to just history, but you have to re- personalize history by making yourself a player in the piece, and the book does that. Well, what I find fascinating, because I've always been intrigued by, I guess the, the phrase here uh, is historical fiction, uh, based on, on historical facts. But I mean, you know, we weren't always in the room when those meetings took place. We don't know. So it, it, it's, the author has, has some freedom there to, to kind of say, well, I'll connect the dots. And this is more than likely what was said or something. I know uh, General Richard Romer was great at that when he was writing uh, novels uh, of, of mixing the, the, the fiction in with the historical facts and give us a much different perspective. Uh, does does it take on a life of its own though when you get these characters moving? And, uh, to, you know, to, the story kind of carries itself. It does. It's, it's very astute of you to put it that way because over time, I, I find my my characters traipsing through with very very powerful and very dangerous people and somehow surviving. Some of them do not. Much as in the human story, we all live. Um, you know, only the strong survive. In this case. Um, William Turner, uh, William Faulkner has the best quote I ever heard and is probably used, over, overly used, and that is, the past is not dead. It isn't even over yet. And so that's where my players are acting out in a past that isn't even over yet. And so you can see complete comparison to Putin, to Stalin, to Putin's belief in the primacy of Russia in that whole area of Central Europe. And he wants to retake it. Do not kid yourself. He wants to retake it. What's intriguing about this, as you mentioned, there are historical figures because they were there uh, when this was happening, the Stalins, the, the Churchills, and others that, that you've referenced here. But there's no hero in this book. There's, there's no main character. There's no superhero detective that's going to solve this. Uh, it, 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 this is a, an ensemble cast, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a movie waiting to be made. But what makes it more intriguing is the fact there is a resolution. It is just not the resolution that is a, a smiley face on imagery. It is a resolution that is true to life because the world is not necessarily a perfect place and the world that uh, is populated by the, the heroic figures and who has buried the dead is certainly not a, a very popular place. It sets, it's setting in World War II, sets, sets uh, a ball rolling into the 1950s and it finds its final genesis in what we see in Ukraine today. Do I, what? I, I get frustrated when I see what's going on for obvious reasons in Ukraine. Uh, and, and we all know that old phrase that, you know, those who don't learn from history are, are bound to repeat it. But we're doing that again. I mean, as, as you mentioned in the book, the, the, the parallels between Putin and Stalin are, are remarkable. Uh, and, and the, you know, the path to, to, to get where they got is, is very similar at the same time. Uh, we didn't learn. I mean, we, we saw this happening. We saw uh, the, the amalgamation of the Soviet Union, even the teardown of the Soviet Union, and, and Putin's attempts now to, to rejuvenate the Soviet Union. Uh, we've, we've seen this show before. Well, the, the, the irony here is this is not a new show. This is a continuum because it, it sort of begs the question, why did the three uh, Scandinavian nations suddenly find um, five or six deep spies within their midst? They weren't planted like eggplant last week. They were there for some time. And so I think the undercurrent that Russia has always had, although its drive to democracy is maybe a, a misnomer, but it's a, a Soviet democracy controlled by the center. And that is not a democracy necessarily. And I think what you find here is that um, a lot of these um, talks about the new Russia 
have to start with a long discussion about the old Russia because it hasn't changed. Um, Stalin worried about Father, um, he said Father Winter would destroy Hitler, and it did. And Putin is playing a different card. He's using modern technology and and uh, the black arts of uh, computers and, and uh, chat logs and w whatever you want to call them to sort of see uh, elements of doubt in our fortitude. Where Russia is, is focused right now, we have uh, nations that still need Russian oil. We have nations that still trade with Russia. We have nations that are pariah states. So it's a very, democracy is a very flawed beast against this focused animal. And we have to find a way to deal with it because it is in fact an animal, an animal, that's a good way, an animal that has uh, four legs and is directed by tourists with very, very sharp fangs. If we look at this from a historical standpoint, and as you say, from Stalin to, to where we are with Putin today, uh, there were, as, as many people characterized it, attempts at uh, democracy in Russia. And as you say, it was Russian democracy. Don't it's you know it's not North American democracy by any stretch. But you had the Gorbachevs and the Yeltsins and and there seemed to be some people's I hope I guess in some people's minds that that maybe that was changing. Maybe the the, the days of Stalin uh, were were gone and gone for good. And you know Khrushchev tried to keep that going. It didn't last that long. Was with those Gorbachev and, and Yeltsin administrations just an aberration? I think to a degree they were, but I think you have to remember they, 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 there's a thing they call the Russian nesting doll, where you open a, uh, a doll, a little one, a little one, a little one. Oh, yeah, yeah. One, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, but the, the core is solid. And so in Russia, this uh, love of motherland, this uh, uh, idea that the World War starts when Russia joins it. Uh, for example, 1939, the war started for most of Europe. Uh, Russia joined in 1941. So their glorious war was a sort of truncated affair. Um, so Russia rules by its own history. Russia rules by its own dogma. And so the undercurrent is patriotism, uh, religion, because uh, I find Putin has suddenly found religion in the, the Russian Orthodox Church and the patriarch. Um, and it is a, a strong belief in the great and glorious war. And, uh, and his backbone is always recalling the glories of the past. And so you live in the past, you're right, you die in the past, but this man has been able to bring the past forward. And there's a whole generation of young people who, who are being educated in Russia because there is no open press. There is very, very few mediums they have to, without getting arrested to deal with the West. Um, and so they don't get a balanced view. We have a flawed view of American history, Canadian history, and we're just learning our own faults now. And we will continue to learn our faults. As far as Putin is concerned, Russia is guiltless. How do we in the international community deal with somebody like a, a, a Stalin in his time, but certainly uh, with Putin now, with this insatiable uh, hunger for power and and uh, basically with no you know no no guardrails? I'll, I'll go where I need to do, go and do what I need to do to, to get what I want. Well, when when uh, Yalta happened, and uh, I relate to that stories in the book with Truman and late the you know. And Stalin uh, in the peace conferences, pre-peace conferences, where they're doing the post-war uh, conferences. Um, Roosevelt, the precursor to Truman, said, well, Uncle Joe, I can handle him. Well, he couldn't. Truman got the true picture that started the Cold War. And then people said, this is getting too cold for all of us. But the real irony is the, uh, the democracies have a hard time dealing with autocracy uh, because it, is, it, is, uh, it, it rules, it's a rule by fear. 
if you don't want to go to the front, we shoot you. And that's what happened, for example, in Sevastopol. I must remind everybody, one of the great things that, that uh, Putin has done great in, in parentheses, not that I admire, but fascinating, let's put it that way, is that there are 12 hero cities in the Soviet Union or in Russia, whatever we call it today. And those cities that, you know, stood up to fascism and, and the pe people, billions died in, in those uh, cities. Um, four of those hero cities, and M Moscow is one, and uh, Petrograd's another, four of the hero cities are in the Crimea. So as far as Russia is concerned, that is Russian soil. And you can say what you want about democracy because that's why he paints a very, uh, paint very evil picture of democracy as a flawed system. Um, as opposed to Churchill who says, you know, it is a bad system, but it's the best of all systems. Uh, what, what Stalin has been able to do uh, to set the genesis of Putin relates very accurately. He's been able to avoid any crisis falling on him. Uh, it's always the other person. Even when the, the, the Kursk sank, it wasn't him, it was someone else. And the delay in getting rescuers to the submarine was, was before he became the leader. He always brings in the mothers, the patriarchs of the Union. He brings in the grandparents, he brings in the children. And basically there's big studio, uh, stadiums filled with people who glorify uh, what I think is mythology, Russian mythology. Every nation has mythology. Let's be honest. We have this myth. Sure. Sorry. Uh, the book is called Who Has Buried the Dead? It's, uh, by the way, it's Optimum Publishing International. Uh, Christmas is coming up. This is a great gift idea for yourself or for somebody else. Uh, Chuck, congratulations again on, on the book uh, and the work that you put into this. It's a fascinating story, and I really do appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. Chuck Conkle, author of uh, Who Has Buried the Dead, and it's uh, available. You can go online and uh, pick up a copy right now. Uh, Optimum Publishing International. You can check that out. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.